Welcome to this episode of Naked Men Talking, a podcast exploring naturism and the power of getting your clothes off. I'm Gareth Johnson, and on today's episode, we're joined by Nick Vanello. Nick is the publisher of Go Naked Magazine, an online magazine for male nudists. Nick, welcome. Hi there. It's nice to meet you, Gareth. Well, there's so much we can talk about here, and obviously, Go Naked Magazine is a, a big focus for all of your work, but I just wondered maybe if you could just start by explaining sort of what was your experience of naturism or, or how you first sort of began to embrace a, a naturism lifestyle. My, my parents used to take us camping every weekend. And I, to this day, I abhor camping with every fiber of my being. Um, <laughs> but the one thing that I did take solace in is that there was a group of us who would go swimming naked uh, once it got dark. And we would all sneak down to this little lake, strip down and go for moonlight swims. And that's when I realized this is really cool because it was, even though I was young, I was, God, 15 at the time. Um, and there were people all the way up to the ancient age of like 26 uh, in my brain at that time that was ancient. Uh, but here were all these wonderful people who were just being very social and very casual. And it was men and women. And uh, it was just a small group of like eight of us. And that's when I first got bitten by by the bug. And I have... I have been trying to strip my clothes off ever since. That's a fairly formative experience. What was sort of like when you're growing up, what was sort of your relationship like with your body and with getting naked? Were you sort of like a sports team, locker room kind of kid or was that not something that you did? I was skinny, skinny, skinny growing up. I graduated high school at this height at six foot uh, and graduated at about 110 pounds, which I'm, you'll have to do the math, but that's a pretty skinny kid. Um, and while we were doing the midnight swims, I knew I was skinny, but it wasn't a big deal. And it wasn't until college that I started to realize that my body was not ideal according to everybody else. And there was a long period of time where I was trying to justify my body. And, you know, I'm older. So those early college days was back in the uh, mid 80s, early 90s when we were going through the AIDS epidemic. And what a lot of younger people today don't realize is that our gym culture and our bear culture both come out of the AIDS epidemic because, you know, our doctors told us, go work out, go get exercise. And so gay men ran to the gyms to, to work out and boost their T-cell count and still appear attractive. And on the flip side of that, the bear community came out because if you had extra pounds on you, you weren't wasting away. And my body was neither of those things at the time. So I didn't fit in any place. And so I wasn't, quote unquote, desirable to anybody. And it took a long time before I found my tribe. And um, once I started finding a few of my own tribe and carving out a niche for myself, that's when I started accepting my body again. And if you think about it you know, in that context, what is it about naturism about you know being comfortable with your body in that sense what is is what is it that appeals to you about that so because i went through so many years of not being comfortable in my skin i always say that i'm the world's worst nudist i <laughs> don't get naked because i think i have got this banging body that 
deserves to be on covers of magazines and paraded out as Mr. Naked. For me, getting naked is an act of self-care and an act of self. Um, it pushes me because it's still a little scary in every situation that I go to. I know that there's no real harm, but there's that small fear of rejection. And I don't know why it's there. It's silliness. But I get naked because if I can do this one little scary thing, I can do a multitude of other little scary things. And so how do you practice your naturism today? Then what, do, you know, is it a close off at every opportunity or, or how would you describe your practice of naturism? Um, so in the house, I am naked probably 80% of the time. Um, I've got a good number of friends who know that if they come over to the house, there's a good chance that I'm going to be naked. Uh, and they too are welcome to get naked. And surprisingly, it's a lot of the straight men who come over who are the first to shuck their clothes. Uh, and I think that's just because we give them permission to go ahead and be themselves. And I, it's a safe place where, you know, I'm not going to be leering at them or, you know, making unwanted advances or stuff like that. Um, I don't camp. So you will not find me going out to naked camps all that often. There's one event that I, I go to every couple of years. Um, and then I organize a lot of naked travel. And so I'm happy to get naked while we're traveling. So pools are out and about or wherever we are. So I always split what we do into three categories. There's the naturists who believe that they should be naked because that's the way that, you know, their creator made them and they would be naked all the time, 100% of the time. There's the nudists who get naked situationally when they are someplace safe, such as a home or a camp or a vacation spot. And then there's the exhibitionists and, you know, the exhibitionists, you know, get naked for, for the thrill. Um, and Go Naked magazine welcomes them all, no matter where they are on the spectrum, as long as they're not breaking the law or harming anybody else. I welcome the whole spectrum, so there's that. Well, let's talk about the magazine then, because uh, what's the background to that project? You started in 2013, is that right, when you launched? Yeah, so we just celebrated our 10th year. Um, there used to be a magazine out back in the 90s called Naked Magazine, which was not scandalous, but was eye-opening at the time. It was a paper magazine that had maybe 45, 46 pages or something like that. Uh, lots of ads and very little content, but I could not wait for this magazine to come out like every two months, every quarter or whatever. Why was that? Why was that magazine important to you at that point? Because it connected you to other male nudists and it was specific uh -huh. male nudists. Um, it was a sense of community that you didn't know how to find locally. Because you're based in Cleveland uh, in Ohio. Have you always been in that area? Um, is, is that where you grew up? Born and raised here, but I've traveled for work since I was 19 years old. So I've traveled for work over almost 40 years. Is Cleveland a good place to be an naturist? If you disbar the weather, yes. Um, if, if you can be an indoor nudist, yes, it's fantastic. <laughs> There was a group here in town called Neon, which was one of the longest running founded clubs in the United States. Um, sadly, they had to close several years ago. Um, once they closed, I started doing something called Naked Workshops in my home. Uh, Naked Workshops was born out of a sense of I wanted to get together with other friends. And I've always been a teacher uh, in my profession. So we would learn different things, Ukrainian egg decorating computer skills, cake decorating, a bartending. We had a, a doctor and a lawyer come and both the instructors and the audience were, were nude. 
And we'd have anywhere from 15 to 40 people here for any one of those workshops. Um, and then I started going on the road a lot more and somebody else took up the mantle of organizing local uh, events. And that's Derek right now. And Derek's doing a great job with the local men. I interrupted your story about the magazine because you were explaining how you how you got to the magazine. Huh. Go back to that because that's, that's the important bit. Okay. <laughs> so the magazine was born out of digital publishing was just becoming a thing at the time. And I wanted to learn how to do that because I'm insanely uh, curious about absolutely everything in my world. And I want to learn how to do things. And I just happened to be in Charlotte, North Carolina at the time. And there was a group of bears that met every Tuesday night. And into the group one night walks in David. And David was the publisher of Bear World magazine. And he was charming and he was delightful. And I said, I've wanted to start a magazine as well. Can I take you to dinner? And so we went to dinner and he's like, just do it. Just do it. He's like, what topics are you thinking of? I'm like, it's going to be one of two topics, either child-free living and how to live without having any children to take care of you when you grow up, or it's going to be male nudists. He goes, which one can you write about more? I'm like, I can write about male nudists all day. He's like, go with that. <laughs> yeah. so, Unlimited content about male nudity. <laughs> so, Go Naked Magazine was born out of just a curiosity of how to do digital publishing. And... Oh, I also have a tendency that if I don't have a deadline, things will just kind of linger on and on, uh, like all the crafts in my craft room upstairs that are unfinished. Uh, <laughs> so Go Naked Magazine is kind of my art project that has limited time, has to be finished and published. And then once it's done, it's done. And then I move on to the next thing. But 10 years in, that's a, it's obviously found an audience. It's found, a, you know, it's, it's voice. How would you describe the audience of the magazine? I mean, you said that you welcome everyone, all diff the three different types of naturism, as you described it. But it is primarily aimed at gay, gay naturists, gay men who like getting naked. Yep. Uh, so I do an annual poll just to kind of get a pulse on who, what, where, uh, whatever. We've got a lot of folks obviously here in the United States, but it's interesting when you look at our member map, how it's, we're just all over the planet right now. There's places in Africa, almost every country in Europe, there's places in Pakistan and Russia. I'm like, how the fuck did you find us? I don't know if I'm allowed to say that F word. Um, you can say the F word. And, <laughs> all right. And so, uh, so what was the question? I got derailed there. Sorry. Uh, just interested in the, I guess, the audience. Ah. Because there is a real sense of community around the magazine as well. You do a lot of things that are beyond just publishing a magazine for people to read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as part of this poll, we found out where folks are. But we also found out that guys tend to be 43 and up with that target audience being somewhere between 43 and about 68. Uh, but of course, we've got folks. Oh, I think that's really interesting. Can we just pause on that for a second? Because, it, you know, there is a general perception that naturists are older guys. And you will often hear, particularly from people who haven't been to a, a naked beach, or something, it's just going to be the people I don't want to see naked who will be naked. And I just always feel like I'm trying to educate people. That's not the case. <laughs> like, no, that is not the case. Um, I think one of the reasons why you see older nudists, and again... I get this question all the time. How can we attract younger nudists into our group? And the answer is you can't. And that is because either you're born into the fact that I am comfortable in my body and I am ready to, to do this, 
or it takes you a lot of years of wisdom and experience to realize I'm comfortable in my skin. I'm surrounding myself with like-minded people. I'm doing something that's fun. I'm doing something that's fun for me. Uh, I'm doing something beneficial for myself. It takes a lot of years for some guys to get to that point. Um, and I think once all of these kings get to a point where they're like, fuck it, nothing matters anymore. It, I'm doing this for me. That's when, um, that's why I think we're seeing older nudists because it takes them a long time to get there. No, true. But do you feel that there's any geographic or cultural variation in that? Because I tend to find, you know, particularly with guys in Europe where there seems to be just like more naked beaches everywhere kind of thing. It, the age profile is significantly young because it's just what people do is go and take their clothes off kind of thing. So it's it, there's less of a cultural barrier there. Somewhere. It is, it, it, especially in the United States, it goes so deep. Uh, yeah. between religion and homophobia um, because obviously if you're naked with a bunch of guys then of course there's all kinds of salacious acts going on and Jesus would not approve and <laughs> you know so it goes so deep here and then even within cultures um, you know white men make up the majority of our readers not of our readership and i think that within the non-white cultures you know the, the homophobia and the religion play even a bigger part into the the psyche and the growth and everything else so i think it takes a lot longer for some other groups to to feel comfortable with us and then once they do decide to come join uh there's always the fears are of am i going to be accepted into this group are they going to like me exactly yeah. so yeah anybody who is not white i recognize the fact that it's so difficult extra barriers yeah like yeah yeah there's yeah extra yeah. hurdles to get to this point and trust me i want to just welcome every freaking person that there is um yeah uh -huh. and if i can j just to address for a moment if you go to our instagram or our twitter account there there are pictures of models and gorgeous bodies and Photoshop to F. <laughs> and that's not what you see in the magazine. The magazine is truly, honest to goodness, real bodies. So where's the disconnect? One, and I will show you the proof of this. When I put an average body, a real body on social media, there is no connection. There is no uh, interest with anybody. No engagement. No yeah, engagement yeah, yeah. at all. But when I put a pretty butt up there, all of a sudden, everybody's interested. Uh, yeah. And it's a shame because then once they get there and they see what the magazine's about, they're like, oh, okay, this is cool. I get this. The other thing is, is if you go on Google or Yandex or wherever you look for images right now and you look for average nude male body. Uh-huh crickets there's not a lot of stuff out there and if you do find it the stuff that you are allowed to post on social media is nearly non-existent oh that's such an interesting point and we we, we probably might try and circle back to this but like how do you promote a magazine for naked gay men on social media when they just don't like any of those words right uh it, i have had my instagram account shut down nine times <laughs> I just keep on coming back. Um, you know, Twitter is a lot. Well, Twitter is a mess, but Twitter, <laughs> Twitter allows a, a, a lot more. Fortunately, you know, we we grow by word of mouth a lot, which is very very nice. But Instagram is very limiting as to what I can say. Uh, a lot of the stuff gets shadow banned, and you you just plug away and you just do it anyway. So just 
back to sort of the guys that you're featuring in the magazine because you run sort of a lot of photo challenges and things like that so is it mostly your readers who are submitting photos to be in the magazine is is that how you generate that content yeah so to get back to the the community piece yeah we really so the magazine has always especially in the last six years been a vehicle for guys to connect with each other and there would be like three featured nudists um in every magazine and venues and places where guys could get naked and we always published the email addresses so that you could connect but then somewhere around three years ago i realized let's do this little photo challenge let's give guys a reason to send in their photos and that really exploded oh did it what people were excited because people like a prompt in a way don't they yeah people wanted a reason to communicate with each other to be seen by others and to connect with each other so these monthly photo challenges give them a reason to strip down take a new photo and send it out there and our guys are fantastic about reaching out to the everybody on that list and just saying hey saw your photo where are you it's nice to connect yada yada and then of course during covid we started these friday morning coffee talks and we averaged to this day, anywhere from 70 to 90 guys on a Friday morning at 9 a.m., uh, our local time, of guys from around the planet who just drop in, get naked. That's a huge number of people. That is a huge number of people. Yeah. 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 So we've started two other ones, more that's Eurocentric, that's on Wednesdays, and another chat that's on Saturday. And those audiences are smaller, but they're growing as well. And what, what happens in those coffee chats? So a few weeks they're just open discussions most weeks i give them a a topic that we're going to be chatting about and i'll drop that a couple of days in advance so what was a favorite childhood toy that you remember uh this past week it was you live in a magical house and there's four doors front back and two sides when you leave that house you can only go to four different locations what four places on the planet would you choose to go to oh wow okay. where would your four yeah. doors open to uh-huh, uh-huh. so and some some weeks it's silly uh some weeks we i post anonymous polls you know in zoom you can open up polls and people can vote so we'll do anonymous polls and they tend to get naughty in nature and everybody likes to see where everybody's proclivities lie uh, <laughs> and it's interesting because it really opens up conversations because people realize they're not the only one who gets into X, Y, or Z, or they're not the only ones uh-huh. get turned on by this or that. But also, it's a hugely like important way of you know for guys who are isolated. You think of like you know I live in London. If you want to go to a news event or where guys get their clothes up, there's plenty of them, kind of thing. But there's lots of guys living in remote places where you just aren't going to get in touch with another nudist kind of thing. Yeah. So it's to be able to bring people together in that way and they can all get naked on camera and, yeah. you know, be seen. It's really powerful. It's nuts. Um, if you go to our website and join the mail list, you can log in with that mail list uh, email address and whatever password you set up. And that opens up a menu of items. And one of those items is our member map. And folks are welcome to drop a pin on the map as to where they are. And that allows you to put in a photo and your email address and a little blurb about yourself. And the reason I say this is because there are guys in the most remote places who all of a sudden discover, oh my God, there's a guy a mile up the street from me. <laughs> I thought there was no one, right? but actually- yeah. But I was the only gay in the village and here, you know, there's a whole bunch of gay nudists in the, vi- the village right around me. 
And then when I travel, it's also neat to say, oh, I'm going to Mexico City. I wonder who's there. And, you know, boom, you meet somebody. So it's it's a, a social network in a way. You wouldn't, would you describe it as a dating kind of hookup element to the magazine as well? Or? I think that kind of depends on the person. On the guys. On, on the exactly, guys. Yeah. yeah. And I encourage them, be honest in your profiles. If you're here for a hookup announce that you're here for a hookup i have no problem with that yeah let's cut to the chase let's not beat right. around the bush <laughs> i'm approaching 60 time is no longer on my side i've got to move shit along here so um just sort of back on that community aspect we talked about the zoom calls but also the the travel is something that you do as well do you organize trips or you showcase destinations how does that work so I have been a traveler all my life for work and for pleasure, and nothing brings me more joy than being inside of an airplane going someplace. I'm not sure that's the bit I'd enjoy the most. Well, <laughs> you're younger than I am. Airline traffic <laughs> used to be very glamorous. It was much more enjoyable than it is today. You know, I've been in orgies that had more personal space than being on a, a, an air flight. Anyway. It all started when I went to Puerto Vallarta a few years ago. I went down for some cosmetic dentistry and fell in love with Puerto Vallarta. And within four months, I was like, I've got to start bringing people here. So I need to do this more. There needs to be more Puerto Vallarta in my life. Right. So <laughs> I organized my first trip. Um, four months later, I went down and scoped out villas, talked to people, found where I wanted to go, laid out what I wanted to do. And then nine months later, I had a group of us in Puerto Vallarta and we've done Puerto Vallarta now, I think eight times going back two more times later this year. Uh, we've been to Key West at the Island House a few times. We've gone to, we're going to Orlando to this big mansion where every room is game themed. Wow. So there's operation and monopoly and you know, you name it, it's there. It's just not so. Uh, we just came back a couple months ago from this fabulous uh chartered cruise to croatia and around you know all around croatia uh oh, we're off to bali so i put it all together um and i'm looking forward to bringing more folks on trips and then doing these trips for others as well so and, and so how does it work then uh like the objective is to get somewhere nice and be naked together kind of thing. Are you planning itinerary that involves as much getting naked as possible? Because, you know, I guess, you know, and even somewhere like Island House, it is a naked sort of accommodation venue when you get there. So what does the trip give you extra, I guess? This past year when we went back in May, uh, organized naked shopping. So we went, oh, nice. we went to a couple different shops and we had naked shopping there. We had naked dance night at Aqua Bar. So we took awesome. took over the entire bar and invited locals in. So, you know, in addition to our group, we had about 120 guys dancing naked, having a great time. That's amazing. We went to the movie theater naked. No way. Awesome. So we rented out the entire movie theater and we watched a movie naked, which was very, very cool. And then we rented out a restaurant and we had a naked dinner, which was just perfect. Crazy. So... <laughs> And I do these again, just like me taking off my clothes is an act of bravery. I do these things because I want others to know that they can do it too. You know, there's the whole passion and purpose thing. My passion is teaching. My purpose is to give others permission. And I am that hairy godfather that says, you have permission to do this. You could do this. I'll do it with you if you want. And so on those trips, are you getting guys that perhaps haven't had that sort of 
group naturism dynamic before because that is a bit of a a bit of a mindfuck isn't it yeah, yeah. so oh we're doing this together and it's cool yeah and the energy is really different isn't it like, being naked in your house is one thing going on a naked trip is quite another and even being experienced nudist being naked someplace where quote unquote you're not supposed to be exactly, like a movie yeah. theater or a restaurant is you can watch their eyes just kind of like get really excited about this thing one of the things we did in key west there's a shop called 3d mini me you go in and you stand in the middle of this platform where there's cameras that go all the way around you and within seconds there's cameras that burst all the way around you and within a few weeks they produce a little statuette of yourself and i asked no them if way. we could do this naked and they're like yeah sure come on in incredible so a group of us about a half a dozen of us went in each person got naked got photographed naked and weeks later i got my little statuette of naked nick so it was cool were you surprised by because there's some angles you just don't see yourself from so to get a 360 view of you naked it'd be like huh i didn't realize that's what happened but <laughs> yeah so let's talk about that so last year i went um and I'm a shapeshifter. My body weight goes up and down. Uh, last year when I went to Key West, I took a look at the mini me that came back and I was like, oh, look at that. That's interesting. <laughs> and then I really took a hard look at the photos and I realized my body was trying to tell me something. I was pre-diabetic. My, uh, my blood pressure was crazy and all this other stuff. Um, I decided it was time to do something about that. I'd already taken care of the teeth two years earlier. Uh, then I started on a journey of mental health and started on uh, Wellbutrin and regular psychotherapy uh, and got the brain all ironed out. I was like, no, it's time to get the body in order. <laughs> so it's amazing how it's just this neat dynamo effect. So in the past year, uh, I started working on getting all that stuff down and it took a full year. I'm down about 85, 90 pounds. And for the more importantly, for the first time ever, my cholesterol is normal. My blood pressure is normal. All of my vitals are back perfectly normal. Um, so it's cool. And I'd like to kind of stay here for a while, I think. So you have to go back to Key West to get the 3D done again. Yeah. Well, I did that this year where I was in my, <laughs> my smaller frame. Uh, so comparing the two of them is very, very interesting. So yeah, you could almost build a collection every year, have yeah. a new version. Yeah, well, that'd be interesting. <laughs> Um, and, you know, I do a lot of bear events. I'm off to World Bear Weekend in a few weeks, and I always identified as a bear. And I was bearish, and I love my bearish boys. Um, so it's really interesting to see when you start losing weight and your body starts shifting how the how different communities start observing your body. And you realize that your body is talked about, whether you're clothed or naked or whatever. And... Um, you know, that can throw a nudist in a completely different head spin. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a whole nother topic we don't have time to unpack. Right. <laughs> I'll come back. We'll talk about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but tell me about sort of what your aspirations are for Go Naked magazine. Ten years in, where do you go from here? So I never wanted to be a personality or an influencer. I worked in theater for years. I've been on stage. I can do that if I have to. Um, I'm fairly introverted. I'm very introverted, actually. Uh, so once I learned how to work behind the scenes, that was my jam. And so Go Naked Magazine was always supposed to be about me in the background showcasing everybody else. 
And that makes me very happy and very comfortable because there's a lot of people out there who deserves the spotlight or deserve the the joy of being spotlighted at least once uh, in their lifetime. So again, I never want the focus to be on me, but it's really, really hard when everybody associates your face with that brand. Yeah. So where do I want this all to go? I'd love to see it continue to grow. I'd love to see my folks in Europe and the UK come join us. Um, I'd love to see the magazine published in different languages. I would like to see anybody who needs to get the magazine into their hands in whatever country they're in, get it. Um, I would love to see the travel business expand. So again, it's interesting. I've been an instructor for so many years and thanks to COVID, I don't have a regular desk job anymore. Um, so this is what I do. I deal with naked people all day long. <laughs> and, uh, it's a kick. It's a kick. You know? There's a lot worse. That's a bad job to have. It's a lot <laughs> to make a living. Well, I guess my final question is probably around if someone was a bit curious about naturism and wanted to explore that a bit more, they're perhaps they were new to the whole thing, what advice or guidance would you give them? Take off your clothes in your own home. Uh, be somewhere safe. And this is going to sound odd. Look at yourself in the mirror. Look at yourself in the mirror and look at the parts of your body that you love. One of the, I, I often do, often, I haven't had a chance to do it because of COVID, but I used to do workshops for naked newbies and everybody would eventually strip down. And of course, everybody has some kind of insecurity about their body, whether it's their belly or their chest or their hair or you know, whatever. And by going through this exercise, other people would let you know or write on your body the parts of your body that they found extremely sexy. Besides you as a whole, what do they find sexy? And it's always amazing that the part that people don't like about themselves, whether it's their belly or their ass or their chest, somebody else is just completely into. So you're going to find that no matter what state your body is currently in, somebody is going to appreciate it for what it is. And if somebody else can appreciate it, why can't you appreciate your own body? Yeah, yeah. So start appreciating what you have. And I know there's a lot of talk about self-love and self-acceptance. That's terrific. I fully support that. I want to take it a step further. If you can love yourself the way that you are, you can also love taking yourself to the next level, taking yourself, what do I have to do to love myself more? What can I do to honor my body? Do I need to move it more? Do I need to give it more water? Do I need to rest it? Do I need to exercise it? Do I need to add weight? Do I need to lose weight? Do I need to look at myself in the mirror more often? Uh, what do I need to do to really amplify the love that I have for myself? Do that. And then once you're comfortable with that person who's in the mirror, start reaching out to others. We're all over the place. And then freaking come join us on one of our Friday morning Zooms and Look at all the diverse bodies that are out there. We are all <laughs> shapes, sizes, colors, you name it, we are there. I love it. On that note, that brings us to the end of this episode. You can find me on Twitter at GTV London. And today's guest has been Nick Vanello from Go Naked Magazine. Check out gonakedmagazine.com for Nick's socials and lots of awesome content. Stay naked, stay sexy, and we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>